Hello and welcome back to Young Nostalgia. Today, kicking straight into all about Star Wars, I'm your host, Nolan, and beside me, a co-host, Ben Somsack. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Nolan? <laughs> Not too bad. It's it's uh, It's been a good time. We just did show prep before this, and we're kind of all giggly and just <laughs> ready to go. Who says giggly? Welcome to Young Nostalgia. Um, so today's all about Star Wars, and Ben and I have really had this kind of quiet love about star wars in everything that we do i mean um we can quote quite the quite a bit of the movies um we love just what star wars brings to the table and um right. breaking down the show we kind of go into what are what are our favorite star wars episodes and why um our individual favorite characters and um trying to digging in and, and breaking down what we think about the new series of star wars coming out from the force awakens um to Rogue One and the new Harrison, no, not Harrison Ford, Han Solo <laughs> Rogue Story or right. um, Star Wars. Story of his life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Coming our way. So um, let's just get straight in and talk about what our favorites are and why when it comes to Star Wars. All right. So I, I obvi- obviously it's the originals and not the prequels. I mean, you you cannot get around that. I I'm sorry if you like the prequels, but you're incorrect. <laughs> so, I like the originals in order: four, five, six. Hope, Empire, Return. So, what makes Hope number one for you? You know, I, with the exception of Return of the Jedi, uh, number six, Empire, and A New Hope, they're, I think they're both equally good movies, just in just as being movies, but just something about the original, A New Hope, the very first one out. I don't, I, I can't really put my finger on it, but that I, I prefer it whenever they're on TV or if I decide to sit down and watch Star Wars or something like that. It's, I always got to start with A New Hope, and I, I can't really put my finger on what's better about it. But that's, I like it. It's the original. That's what started it all. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what you might put in the back of your mind is that. Um, thinking about when Star Wars Force first came out, A New Hope was, I don't want to say like A New Hope in, in sci-fi, <laughs> sci-fi trilogy, right? Um, but it was so a new. A New Hope in more ways than one. <laughs> it was so new in, in what it was and what it brought to the table of the film industry. Um, and, and I think that's definitely understandable and, and it really kicks off what the Star Wars franchise brought mm-hmm. and, and what it stood for. Um, for me, personally, I would probably rank Episode number five, Empire Strikes Back, and then okay. four, A New Hope, and six, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, kind of a common theme <laughs> going on here. I think, um, I think, I think the thing that puts Episode five above all for me is the development of the characters. Mm-hmm. You really dive more into what Luke is, Darth Vader, and their relationship, and the relationship between Leia and Han really breaks ground. And you can mm-hmm. kind of see where this is going to go for episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's interesting that you 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 talked about Leia and Han because at the this point in the series, it's you can say that their relationship is moving forward, but nothing really is happening uh, to to make that. But it's because I mean Han is kind of po'd quite a bit of the time because she spends so much time with luke and then later on down the road obviously you find out that they're brother and sister oh spoiler alert oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess (laughs) i guess before we start getting into this episode there are going to be spoiler alerts um if if you haven't seen seen them by now i mean come on but you know just in case (laughs) um (laughs) 
But it like it is interesting because at a point, I mean, their relationship is growing, but at at, at the same time, they're almost you know at times in there they're kind of growing apart a little bit, which is just kind of interesting. You I know, know. Interesting that you brought that up as being part of it, and uh, how odd of a dynamic that it is. And this is where you really see a change in Han too, especially when they're on Hoth. You know, he comes out of nowhere to help and, and back the rebels when he wants to get out of there and pay Java. Yeah. Um, and I think the relationship between Han and Leia really is 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 a kind of a ice cold shoulder with Leia and a hound dog with Han because he just wants to get it <laughs> get a piece <laughs> get a piece of Leia. Right. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's just that's just his personality. So um, for Ben and I, that that's how we rank it. Ben is four five six. I'm five four six. Mm-hmm. Not six, a, a so. huge difference there. I mean, notice that six is at the end. I mean, and that is kind of a common theme across the board with that Star is, Wars fans. That is a common theme. Um, usually, the later you go on in the, in, in the right. series is, is the um, less you get. So let's um, before we go straight into what the original trilogy was, um, let's rate the prequels. So how would you put those? Gosh. That is a tough question. <laughs> it's almost just like hard to even talk about. It is. Um, and, and, you know, we we have to start, you know, we talk about, you know, the prequels are crappy, blah, blah, blah. But as far as movies go, they're good movies. You know, they're they're entertaining to watch. They're, they're, they're nicely made movies. But when you compare them to the rest of the franchise and everything that came before them, I mean, there's just, there's no comparison. I mean, there's the, just the... The the, I'm I'm struggling <laughs> with what what the difference is. It's it's how the how the movie is moved along. It's it's there's a lot more, like for example the the lightsaber battles. There's acrobatics and this weird, you know, finesse to it rather than the old style of you know kind of hacking and slashing almost angry, you know, lightsaber battles and just that sort of thing. And there there seems to be so many there's like odd side stories that kind of go on at the same time. And they're just compared to what star Wars had previously been, you know, in the late seventies when 1777 is when a new hope came out. Yeah. There's just, there's just absolutely no comparison. Well, when you rank them, I mean, I'm not going to give you a choice. You have to rank them. Oh boy. I'll, you know, I'll probably take the cop out and I'll probably go one, two, three. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll go one, two, three. Um, for the same reason that I did before, just, you know, it's, as a series goes on, they tend to kind of fall off a little bit. Um, but I also have a little bit less experience in the prequels. I don't sit down and watch them because I really want to watch them, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the originals. Um, what about you? Um, I think, well, kind of going off of just what you just said is that you don't <laughs> sit down and watch them. Yeah. Usually I watch the prequels only if I'm watching it with somebody that's never seen Star Wars before because mm-hmm. they have to watch all of them. Right. Um, but if I, if I would rank the prequels, I would play it, probably say three one two, probably because the substance of the story mm-hmm. and the way they portrayed it. Three was fantastic because you see the change of, of who Anakin was into Darth Vader, and it really put substance behind of of going into the prequels. Yep. Um, and, and I really I enjoyed agree. that. Um, and then number one, number one, is is interesting to go back to because. Number three to me is the best out of the prequels, but then you're like you attach to who Anakin is in number one, and you see kind of how he grew up and and how mm-hmm. he became one at the Force through Obi Wan and mm-hmm. um, uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, and yep. and and then number two I think is just a blow off. I could probably count on one hand how many times I've seen number two because, um, I mean Natalie Portman is. Right, she's I mean. eye candy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she gets you through yeah. the movie, but um, it's yep. it's not it's um, 
not anything special to me. Um, any, <laughs> okay, let's let's move let's move back to Star Wars, which is four, five, and six. Yeah, the capitalized, original. bolded, underlined Star Wars. When you think right. of Star Wars, um, so take us back to 1977 and the realm of the thought, both on on set and what the entire country thought of what Star Wars might bring. Well, it's it's kind of interesting because the original Star Wars A New Hope, it was not a huge movie. It was, I, I don't want to say low budget, but it was at, at the same time, it was kind of an independent uh, movie. It wasn't released in a huge amount of movie theaters. Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it was not, it was not a lot. It was not, you know, widespread across the country like movies are now. And even some of, even some of the uh, the actors, uh, the Alec Guinness who played Ben Kenobi. Um, I mean, he there's been you know quotes and rumors about you know what he's he's talked about how he didn't really think it was great and that sort of thing. And look <laughs> what it turned into. I mean, it's Star Wars is like if it one of the biggest, if not the biggest franchises ever. I mean, even Carrie Fisher and, and Mark Hamill had their doubts, especially Car- Carrie Fisher. Right. Um, I mean, bless her heart, she's she's gone now and, and not with us, but she left a mark on Star Wars and, and who she is. But she was very skepti- skeptical about the whole mm-hmm. aspect of the sci-fi-esque mm-hmm. hero trilogy, I, I guess. Um, I mean, that says a lot when a lot of people are skeptical about skeptical about what this movie is about going mean, to be about that seems kind of like a common theme anyway whether it's older or newer i mean sci-fi stuff it either is phenomenal or it flops there's uh, see there seems to be not a whole lot of in between and 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 i guess that's kind of understandable to not be sure about a movie especially like a genre like that it's you know sci-fi it could go either way and so they might not be you know all 100 percent for it yeah. right off the bat yeah um and then I think really one of the only people that had heart and, and knew this might be going somewhere was Harrison Ford with Han Solo. Um, his career really rocketed from Star Wars, right. but he invested wisely in the Star Wars brand. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then it rocketed. And Star Wars is probably one of the biggest franchises in film history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's we don't have numbers in front of us, but that's pretty undisputable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thinking how, I mean, even uh, Star Wars took the country by storm because there was something so different and so unique. If we stepped back, being young nostalgia and who we are, <laughs> 1977, you hear the premiere of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope coming out. What would draw you to go buy a premiere ticket? I, I don't know. Well, I guess at the, at the time, there's there might be less to do. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we just have to chalk it up to who the hell knows what's going on in the world. Let's go see a movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like that stuff in general, like the, you know, the space kind of stuff, the sci-fi, that sort of thing. That's so I would be interested in that, you know, right off the bat. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, I, I don't know what I would see. I mean, l- looking back for us now, I mean, we grew up with, Star Wars being Star Wars and mm-hmm. so we know it. and so it, it's kind of a it's kind of a hard perspective to look at like what would draw you into it and so I, I honestly I don't really know it's other than the other than just me being interested in that sort of thing anyway yeah that's I would just be like oh you know this looks kind of good let's let's go to movie theater and see it and, you know it's I wouldn't be you know drawn in like I would now like if they put Star Wars in movie theater now I'm like I mean, a beeline there yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah and I think um, I mean there's always been aspects of, of future-esque and new age 
sci-fi stuff throughout the 50s and 60s um you know star trek was in there and then Mm -hmm. you have um different things from um the twilight zone i know they have certain aspects of of sci-fi stuff i love me some twilight zone (laughs) but i think i think what star wars really brought to the table that people really attracted to was kind of encompassing this hero quest but in a new way, in a new new technology and quirky ways of adding humor and following a main character that you kind of identified with because everything was so new and you're trying to discover yourself almost. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that really made it such a blockbuster hit in, in franchise. Right, and it was kind of a new take on good versus evil because it's, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's a pretty clear-cut definition of good and evil. I mean, there's... Mm-hmm the Jedi and then there's the Sith. Yeah. And it's with, there's exceptions, of course, you know, some gray, a little bit of gray area in there, but for the most part, it's extremely clear cut, you know, Mm -hmm. which is which, and it's kind of a new take on that thing. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of an, obviously it's an old topic. I mean, everything is good versus evil, but it's kind of took a new direction. Yeah. You know, it's, it's got elements, older elements. It's got, you know, kind of, I don't want to say, medieval but i guess kind of i mean there's the sword fighting and then you know the the jedi knights yeah i mean a long long time ago right in the galaxy far far away (laughs) (laughs) right right and so it's kind of a new it's kind of the same older ideas with a totally new take that hadn't really been done yeah which is interesting and a lot of people make connections between the empire and the rebels and and the jedi or whatever as World War Two, you got the Nazis yep. versus like the Axis and the Allies, mm-hmm. and just how like the Empire was structured and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting take on good versus evil as well. Right, and turning, I mean the Empire, to, it's just like every real empire, I guess. I mean, it's there's a leader who took power by force, mm-hmm. and so I mean that that's a great point. How it's it's extremely relatable. Whether you know on the surface it might not seem to be relatable, but if you look at it deeply and look at kind of underlying um messages and themes i mean it's i mean it's kind of very very similar to like real history mm-hmm. um which i've i've noticed that in the past too i'm um, just watching it you know with my dad or you know anyone else you it's it, you just relate it to so many things that are happening or have happened in in history yeah yeah, and I think ever since 1977, usually it's about three years that they released a new episode in the first Roughly, trilogy. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And building on the story, the whole aspect of the Death Star and stuff um, was huge. I mean, it had a cult following by episode six. Um, and you kind of saw the relationship really develop and end episode six between Luke and, and Darth Vader mm-hmm. or Anakin, his, his father and stuff too. Right. So, um you know, a lot of the aspects that we discussed already can kind of be applied to every single one. And I think the fourth episode is, is important to talk about because that really started it off. But let's say, going back um, before we start into the new episodes and, and then get into our characters that we really enjoy. Episode six, how do you feel like that ended out the first trilogy? I know both of us ranked it last mm-hmm. for the originals, mm-hmm. but what do you think? You know, you, you still have to like it because it obviously is it's still Star Wars and it's a good movie. But just... For lack of a better word, it was hokey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the Ewoks, come on, you know they're they're little teddy bears, and you know you're you're the the stormtroopers are supposed to be the elite force in the galaxy, mm-hmm. 
and they're being taken down by these little teddy bear things. I mean, I mean, it's kind of, come on. And, and, and we've kind of discussed this before too. I mean, you see it in, especially in the prequels, but you see the style of George Lucas changing more comedic and right. There's actual com comic relief added in on purpose rather than being kind of a unintentional, you know, side comment mm -hmm. kind of thing. You know, and I from, think that's where the hokey comes in that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you were saying, I mean, Jar Jar Binks, you know, from the prequels, it's really, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. Oh why? yeah. Yeah. Um, and that it's the same thing as, as the Ewoks. It's, I mean, they're, they're, they're shooting their little, <clears throat> their little, uh, slingshots and spears and stuff. And they're making other things blow up like the, the speeders and, mm -hmm. you know, and whatever. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's hard I'll say hard to believe. <laughs> I mean, you know, in the, in the, you have to kind of have a frame of mind like, yeah, you can believe a lightsaber. Yeah. But <laughs> you can't believe that. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would probably agree with you. And I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, going to the prequels, you see it a lot. I mean, Jar Jar Binks get a lot, gets a lot of smack for not really playing a big role, let alone important. In any, right. in any sort of way. Right. I don't think, I can't think of anything where he actually plays any real importance to the plot. And in the backgrounds, in a lot of them, especially episode two, you see things in the background where people fall off, you know, domestic animals and they try to play it off that your, your attention is drawn to the background to just mm -hmm. chuckle a little bit during the movies. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it really kind of pulls away from the atmosphere of episode four and five of de development and the hero quest. Mm -hmm. And I think it just kind of deters from that. Now I am, I am not against any sort of, you know, comedic relief or anything like that in the movie. But like you were saying in the prequels with having the stuff in the background, it's, it looks like, it just seems like they're trying too hard and it has to seem natural. And it, I, you know, I would prefer it to come just like a, like a, just a side comment from a main character or something mm -hmm. like that, you know, a sarcastic remark that's not overdone or it's not, you know, it's it's not like a catchphrase or anything like that where, yeah. you know, it's obvious that you're trying way too hard to be funny. It should just kind of happen almost on accident, you know. These are not the podcasters you are looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, and then uh, we'll touch on this just, just a little bit. Um, when they came out with the special editions, oh, remakes boy. of 4, 5, and 6, Good talk boy. about Hokie and adding that in. I know. If you don't know what we're talking about, there was an anniversary anniversary <laughs> edition of the, is it A New Hope? or I think it was the whole trilogy. It was the whole original trilogy. Right. Yeah. And they went through and they added in CGI aliens and monsters and stuff mm -hmm. and they at the end of at the end of return of the jedi where you see uh originally you see vader and yoda uh as ghosts you see oh and obi-wan mm -hmm. yeah uh they changed it they changed vader to anakin which I, i'll get to that in a second i have a less of a problem with that but they they added in whole other aspects to the movie, which are so obviously fake mm -hmm. because there was no CGI when it was made. There was, it was all Muppet type, you know, yeah. animation and which that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. It doesn't need to be updated. It looked fine for the time and it's consistent. Well, they added this crappy, it's not good CGI at that. They added it in on top of the other animation and it just looks terrible. And not only 
it would be probably be less noticeable if they had it in separate scenes but they have the cgi right in on top of scenes with like the the muppet puppet style Mm -hmm. you know uh fabric and foam other aliens and it's so incredibly obvious and it's just bad it's really bad when you see um episode five when they're trying to rescue han and stuff from jabba and Jabba yeah. looks terrible. Yeah, he, they CGI Jabba and, and it looks bad. And, and then they, they CGI'd Han Solo's. It was I think it was Han's movement when he walked in behind him over his tail. Uh huh. They they like they took the the frames of the film and kind of you know moved him around so he kind of like jumps. It's it's jumpy and weird as he walks over the tail and it just looks awful. Yeah, yeah. Like, really. Why on earth would you do that? And then the performer too. Um, they CGI yeah, that, that. The, you remember the bar, that in the bar, in the bar, and the yeah. big, the big fat guy comes in when and performing for Jabba or whatever. Yeah, um, that that it just it really deters from what we appreciate about the original trilogy. Yeah, and anymore they, they added in kind. Of, it's kind of stuff that you expect in the prequels for reasons that we don't like them. Mm-hmm. They kind of took that stuff and added it in, you know, and totally, totally missed the mark. Yeah, it was bad. Oh yeah, you know, oh, getting yeah. back to what I was talking about with the ghosts at the end, I have less of a problem with that. You know, a lot of people will probably disagree, but at the end of, at the end of uh, Vader's life, he kind of changed. He talked to Luke about, "You were right about me. You know, I really wasn't. I had good in me. I, I, you know, I really wasn't this bad guy. What I turned out into be." And so I have less of a problem with him because he kind of, he was Anakin and he became Vader as he moved to the dark side. But he kind of became Anakin again. And I understand how they did that, and I am less critical of that than the other things. But I would still prefer you just don't mess with the movie. Just leave it like it is. It was great how it was, and don't mess with my Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're so attached to it. It's our our Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I totally agree with you. So um, that's kind of our breakdown a little bit more of our, of our episodes and, and what we prefer. And I think a lot of, you know, diehard... Star Wars fans would would um, definitely lean more towards the original trilogy of four, five, and six. Right. So let's go in and move into characters. What's our favorite? Why we kind of like them? Um, so Ben, for you, kind of walk us through what's your favorite character and and why? It might be a little bit cliche, and I'm sure there's a lot of people's answers, but I'm I'm a Han Solo guy. Um, I like Han because you see him enter the movie. He's this rough pirate, essentially that just doesn't care he's in it for himself he's uh it's you know it's it's all about a a means to an end and he just doesn't care what people think he's doing what he's doing he doesn't care um and i like that but i also like how he changed throughout the movies i mean he he totally had wanted nothing to do with the resistance all he wanted was to get his own butt out of trouble and lay low and he ends up being a hero, him and the Millennium Falcon, him and Chewie, and the Millennium Falcon end up being huge heroes, you know, of of the Resistance. Which that, I mean, that's really the basis why I like Han Solo. Okay. How about you? Well, who's your favorite character? I would actually say I lean more towards Ben Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi, um, that style, because uh, I really think, kind of going back into the two separate trilogies, I think they did a really good job in keeping the ent- the intellectual and level headed character of what obi-wan stood for throughout everything um one with the force uh being moral and 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 um uh 
dependable. You can depend okay. on him. Loyal, loyal, loyal. He's very loyal to the people that are close to him in the force, especially with Luke mm-hmm. um, and, and, and Anakin. He believes in these people. Mm-hmm. He ends up and, sacrificing and, himself exactly. for them. And I think he believes into people and um, trusts them up until they break that. You can see that in episode three with Anakin. Mm-hmm. But I think the way um, he thinks through things, but when something needs to get done, you can depend on him and he will do it. Right. You know, and he's there for you. Um, and he's always on the on the um, light side. He's on the good side. He's on. He's a, he's a good guy. And I think sometimes he's overshadowed by the major characters. Um, but he's always mm-hmm. been the moral compass when it comes to when crap is hitting the fan. Um, and I think that's what I really appreciate him for and i think they did a really good job framing him as a character and keeping him moral and and just on the straight and narrow throughout every episode right and and going off that he's one of the few characters that you see both in the original and the prequels and what you were saying about you know him being this dependable level-headed moral type guy they kept him roughly the same obviously it's not the same actor because that doesn't work (laughs) yeah um but he's he's the same he plays the same character he's the same guy in all of the movies and that's interesting that how they did that because the movies themselves are so different but they kept his character mm-hmm. which I really like I I, yeah. I I agree with that that's a good choice of, yeah of favorite characters and for Han Solo I totally I do I do jump <laughs> on the bandwagon every now and then I think Han Solo has some really highlighted awesome moments um, mm-hmm. throughout them and it's and it's just like. <laughs> Damn, I wish I could be like Han Solo um, every now and then, and just kind of say "screw you," walk away. Um, and and I think his character is very well de- developed as well. Right. Um, okay, so <laughs> so that uh, bringing uh, you know nostalgia and nostalgia esque style—that's why we love Star Wars and and why we've jumped on um, the whole franchise and and what we've really loved about it being only 20 some years old. We haven't been around too long and I'm sure we wish we could go back and buy those premiere tickets for every single movie Mm -hmm. that came out. Um, but we can say we went to the premiere of both of the new star Wars movies. Exactly. So I guess we can start here and just keep the legacy going. Yeah. So that's actually a great transition into, um, what our thoughts are on the movies now. So jumping into episode seven, Force Awakens. A Force Awakens. Yep. Um, uh, you and I both saw it together mm-hmm. about the premieres here. And uh, so what do you think about it? Well, I I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was great. I was really excited for it, and I'm very glad I wasn't let down. Um, was it as great as it could have been? Probably not. I mean, I agree with a lot of criticism that it had as it's kind of a regurgitation of 4, 5, and 6 all just jammed together. I mean... We had we saw another Death Star. Uh, what was it was called the Star Destroyer or something like that. I can't even remember off the top of my head. But it was basically a Death Star, a big mm-hmm. planet with a laser, and it was the same kind of thing as you you have to take down the shield generator to blow up the death the laser thing. You know, it's, yeah. it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It was it was kind of. Just kind of you take you take all of the other ones and just jam them together and you got this movie now. Mm-hmm. I I liked it. Oh, and you had Ray, who was just kind of a random person who ends up being strong with the Force and gets kind of gets thrust into the good guy role, mm-hmm. kind of like Luke. Found on Jakku. Or Anakin or any of you know, the guys. Yeah, found on Jakku, which is a lot like Tatooine. Right. A lot of exactly. slave labor. And yeah, kind of one a desert the planet. Um, mm-hmm. Scrap stuff, you know, kind of a, a trade port planet. Yeah. And 
I agree that it, it was, you know, it was kind of, uh, it was just kind of spewed out of all the other ideas from the other movies. But on the other hand, I thought it was great for that because if you look at the market of this movie, there's pr- a ton of people who are probably not familiar with Star Wars at all. And while not directly stating it in the movie, it's a pretty good recap of everything that had happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I would 100% um, you know, uh, agree with you know how the movie was made, but I, I fully understand with decisions that were made to do this, and I'm sure that they were thinking the same thing. You can't not you know, th- think it. You know, you, I don't care if you made the movie and you're behind it. I mean, you have to see that it's the same ideas and so i would i would agree with that final decision you know Mm -hmm. to do that yeah and and i think they did a really good job about bringing bringing that aspect of episode four and five into a newer age of film and i think Mm -hmm. that's why both of us really enjoyed it um i guess we didn't really know what to expect going into it Mm -hmm. but i think we really appreciated how jj abrams who was the director um, and one of the producers of of the of the film did a good job and bringing back why we liked Star Wars from episode four and on. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job at that. And I think, I think that was needed. Um, and I think some, some people might be expecting a new age of Star Wars when that came out. And I think that that's why they might've been let down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. I have a question for you still about the same movie. How do you feel about the CGI of the characters, Princess Leia and Grand Moff Tarkin? Are you saying within the new um, Rogue One and well, Force uh, Awakens, or just? Uh, yes. Oh, I I okay. think I confused myself right mm-hmm. there. That was that was uh, Rogue One, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we can just dive yeah, right into straight that's to, a, to Rogue One. A crappy transition, <laughs> but it works. Anyway, between Ben and I, we love the nostalgia-esque um, style that Episode Seven Force Awakens brought back mm-hmm. into the new trilogy of Star Wars. So, talking about Rogue One. Um, this is a Star Wars story, so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily an episode, but it's right, right in between. It's kind of a, a a background knowledge of how things came to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So without diluting too much information, because it is new. Yeah, it, it so is new. It came out on the market totally, just a little bit ago. You know, shaft people. So, but it's a great movie. We'd recommend both of the new ones, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. But anyway, getting back to your question about the CGI. I think going into the, those movies, we were kind of wondering how they would do it. Would they mm-hmm. put the characters in there? How would they portray them and all that? But when we saw this, we looked at each other and we were like, what the hell? <laughs> we were like, <laughs> yeah. we were like did, they, did these actors act right, back in the 70s for at, this? At the time this movie was made, Carrie Fisher was, was still alive. Um, but it obviously was not the current Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. current at the time, the current Carrie Fisher in the movie. She yeah. was young. I mean, it, it looked... Ex- it looked so close to the original Princess Leia. And then, of course, there was Grand Moff Tarkin, played by Peter Cushing, who he passed away in the 90s. I don't know exactly what year. It was sometime in the 90s. And so he obviously was not living at all. Mm-hmm. And so they, they CGI'd their characters, and they had actors play the characters, and they had like a weird dot matrix suit on that they CGI'd around. And... um. I think I kind of I took took over for you. I think you were answering. Oh no no no! You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Um, generally, I think they did a great job, and, and it really kind of brought like, mm-hmm. oh crap, they're actually here, mm-hmm. and it, and it brought really that kind of um, feeling of of who those characters were back in the original trilogy to mm-hmm. what this was, and you can really make the huge connection. Right. Um, 
I, I'm happy that they did it. Um, I've read stuff online, you know, people like, ah, I, they were kind of either on the fence and they didn't like it, that they were to bring back these old characters in CGI and not have them for real. I mean, not, whether it whether it's just it's it seems unnecessary or it seems maybe disrespectful to those passed away, I don't, I don't you know, there's kind of both arguments. But I think it's fine. They're not continuing the story with those characters. They they're so integral to the story because this is Rogue One. It's it takes place before New Hope. Really, the end of the movie is kind of the beginning of a New Hope. Um, and without those characters, you have nothing. They are so huge parts of the movie. I mean, Grandma Tarkin, you don't see him a whole lot, but he's a pretty integral player. I mean, he's commander of the the Death Star. I mean, yeah, is, you, you have to have him. That it's huge part. Um, now, what do I want to see it moving forward? Here and there would be fine, but I think it could be way overdone. I think so, too. Um, and I would not be happy to see it, you know, multiple times every movie that's coming out. And I, I, I wouldn't like to see it in the actual series ones. Yeah. In the background story ones, I think that's totally fine because mm-hmm. you have to have them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just the way I feel about that. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, just Rogue One in general, I think we both really appreciated it for what it was, being a prequel. And I mean, a prequel to the prequel, because um, throughout episode four and five, you kind of get glimpses of, oh, this squadron got this these Death Star plans. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of like over glance it. It's like, OK, somehow they got it. And now they're going to kick some ass on the Death Star. Right. But this story really just kind of grabs hold and, and, and tells you and narrates you through how this actually happened. And really... A little bit more spoiler alert. <laughs> well, it really sucks that you connect to these characters and you love what they're doing and what they stand for, but then by the end they all die because, right. like, they have to because you don't even see them throughout their original. Yeah, trilogy. they have to, and that's the. I mean, the the planet was blown up mm-hmm. um, right at the end. They got the they got the information out, and in, in the process, basically, of getting the information out to the rebels, yeah, uh, the planet ends up exploding. Yeah. Um, Boy, I really apologize if you haven't seen the movie yet. I uh, know. <laughs> we should have said this way before, but I guess earlier in the episode we said spoiler. But yeah. um, please no negative feedback if you could. <laughs> um, well, you know, I kind of accidentally railroaded the train of thought earlier. Um, I would like to go back to The Force Awakens real quick. Okay. There's another thing that people are all talking about is who is Ray. Oh, if, yeah. Who, now, I've seen, uh, for me... I've seen multiple different theories, you know, kind of the one of the prevailing ones is talking about maybe her being related to Qui-Gon Jinn mm. a little bit. Haven't heard about that one. Um, and I don't have all the background on that either, but I, you know, I'm, if you look at Star Wars, there is a extremely, you can, trackable lineage of Skywalkers. Yeah. And for whatever reason, no matter what I hear about you know, different th- rumors and theories and all this stuff about who this girl is. I just, I can't imagine they're going to go away from the Skywalker family. I don't think so either. I think without a doubt, it's definitely Skywalker. Because yeah. even in the movie, you see her father or whatever fly off and and was right. very vague in what he was right. doing and, and what his plan was. And you see him fly off. And at the end, they meet. Um, I mean, Mark Hamill doesn't say a word. But you can definitely just feel, you can feel that in the air, and, and I think without a doubt it's probably that. But I think a bigger question is, we got to wrap up the show kind of soon, but we got some more stuff to talk about, um, is Lord Commander or 
Overlord or whatever his name, uh, Snoke. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen some theories that he's actually Mace Windu, and it makes a lot of sense. I, um, I am not familiar with that, and you've you, we've talked about it in the past before too, and it looks fairly promising because this guy, you don't. I mean, a lot of the characters you can kind of there's if they're not an old character and if they're a new character, they for the most part kind of give a background on him. Snoke is totally no clue who that guy <laughs> is, you know, just by watching the movie. And so that's it's pretty interesting, um, and and that's you you, you see, uh, Mace Windu die well supposedly die quote I unquote guess, yeah in the uh, prequels I mm-hmm. can't remember. episode three episode it's three, episode three yeah. it is episode three yes yep. uh, but you you really you see him get thrown off the building and. Mm-hmm. And he makes a noise too. See, this is the thing. Like yeah. in the YouTube video I found, mm-hmm. go on this and check this out and, and let us know what you think at our email, um, youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com. Thought I'd just throw that in there. But <laughs> email us and let us know what you think if you, if you, if you want to check it out. It's, it's the Mace Windu Snoke theory on YouTube. And they dive straight in and really break it down on how Mace Windu is alive. But he feels betrayed by the Force, so he goes to the dark side. And he—I mean, Mace Windu's a powerful Jedi, oh, a very powerful, powerful, very powerful Jedi. I mean, he beat down Chancellor Palpatine, the Sith Lord. Yeah, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and then that's what happened. He would have beat him too if it wasn't for Anakin. Exactly. So ch- take a look at this. We we won't be able to talk about it too much. Um, but I mean, we could make at least ten episodes just on Star Wars. Oh, so yeah. take a look easy. at that. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Um. That, but I think. It seems really promising, and especially yep. Ray being Skywalker too. Yeah, it all I mean, makes it, sense. It, it has to stay in the family. Yeah, I totally to. agree. So yeah. since we're, we've been talking about the new stuff coming out, um, you know, end, ending young nostalgia for for today, um, where do we see Star Wars as a franchise and this new trilogy going with the whole, you know, a Star Wars story in between the main ones? Um, I really just hope they don't overdo it. I. I read the other day somewhere, and it was not a reputable source. It was a rumor type thing. They have, not necessarily in the works, but there's uh, contracts, funding, that sort of thing, to make Star Wars continue making Star Wars on an almost yearly basis, up into the 2030s. Which that, as you know, awesome as that might sound right off the bat, it's kind of disconcerting. Like, boy, I hope they don't do like every other series ever does, and they just get burnt out. And it gets old and dry, and mm-hmm. they have to stretch things too far. And I, it's going to turn into something like Halloween twenty eight. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, I, I, I think really, re- I hope I would much rather see them just end it, be done, and let them become part of you know the the Star Wars the saga. You know, I, yeah. I don't want I I don't need as much as I as excited as I am to always go see <laughs> new Star Wars movies. I really, really hope they don't overdo it. Yeah. I would much rather see him just end it. I mean, just like Ben said, I think dragging it out too much, it really loses the 1977 episode four A New Hope style. I mean, the more they come out, people are growing up with Star Wars. And you're going to forget about episode four, five, and six um, unless people are there to really have that love for it which i mean i don't believe that it's ever going to go away but it's just going to get saturated by star wars star wars star wars and i think there's something to say about star wars stories where you're milking stuff so much is that where does the characters fit in anymore because you know harrison ford isn't 30 something anymore like he can't play yeah he can't play he can't play han solo in the star wars stories anymore and i think they're just going to lose that 
that retro love of, of what Star Wars is. And don't get us wrong, I think Ben and I will always chalk up money, take our money when we see Star Wars. Oh, yeah. But I think we it, go it's going to come we, a point. We buy tickets, you know, weeks in advance <laughs> yeah. to go see, you know, go see the the uh, opening, you know, go see it opening night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't imagine that that would ever change. We'll always yeah. do it. But I I just, I, I, I really hope they don't ruin it. Yeah. And I think... I think when you mentioned this when we were talking about the original trilogy where it's like they're amazing standalone films. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I mean, they do a good job. Yeah. Especially with the people that they bring in to depict these characters. But mm-hmm. I think... And, you know, relatively low-level actors at the time, mm-hmm. too. I mean, they're yeah. not known for anything, really. Yeah. And um, just the more they drag it out, I think the more it's going to lose that um, that nostalgia fan base right that people attach to i agree people get turned off and you know they won't be as inclined to go see the movie and like oh another star wars movie is awesome yeah um and you won't just have the people in in droves going you know camping outside the movie theaters to you know to see a movie Mm -hmm. yep like we have seen you know in years past yeah so, well, to carry on the nostalgia tradition, no matter how many Star Wars are out, we'd love you guys to just always be a part of, of uh, what we stand, what we stand for, what we love, um, and, and that's why we do this is to share the love of of the old. Um, so go back, watch four, five, and six, then one, two, three, <laughs> and then dive into the new ones if you haven't yet. Um, absolutely fantastic, Can't Star Wars fans, Star Wars fans forever. Um, anyway. That ap- that wraps up episode three of Young Nostalgia. We always appreciate you guys tuning in and going on a nostalgia trip with us for memories that we we used to we live we wished we lived through. Um, it, it's been it's been a long time. So um, anyway. Young Nostalgia, we really appreciate it. If you have any anecdotes, you guys want to come on air, tell us about your experiences of the old and, and just kind of take us back in time with you. Feel free to give us an email and we'd love to have you on. YoungNostalgia2017 at gmail.com. That's YoungNostalgia2017 at gmail.com. And um, feel free to visit our blog and check us out, see what we're all about. Young-Nostalgia, that's young-nostalgia.blogspot.com. And please, please follow us, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and let us know what you think. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes and any anecdotes, any um, stories or advice that you can give us, we'd love to hear it. So um, wrapping up episode three, that's all about Star Wars. I think heading into our next episode, we're actually going to take a step back and look at what's happened in history the past week and kind of talk about how that kind of shaped what was back then and why it was so monumental and kind of just talk about that maybe change our um, dynamics a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of adding more into what Young Nostalgia is all about right so um, again thanks for joining us and I hope you guys take care and on behalf of Ben and I what we always say keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full take care everybody <laughs>